This podcast is brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store, the official provider of barbecue supplies to listeners of Pitmaster. It's fall, it's football season, and holidays are right around the bend. That doesn't mean that the grilling and smoking stops. From smokers and fuel to rubs and sauces, the Kansas City Barbecue Store has everything and anything you could want. Make the Kansas City Barbecue Store your one-stop shop for all your outdoor cooking needs. As a listener of the Old Virginia Smoke Pitmaster podcast, you can get 10% off of your order this fall by using the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D, for online orders at www.thekansascitybbqstore.com. So keep on smoking, folks. Welcome to another edition of Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast. My name is Luke Darnell, uh, Pitmaster of Old Virginia Smoke and the host. And we've taken a couple of weeks off here for the holiday season, but we're going to get ramped up for between now and the Christmas holiday. We have some really great content for you. And it is my honor to have with us this week the, and correct me if I say it wrong, but it's the 2022 KCBS Backyard Team of the Year, Chicken Team of the Year or Team of the Year? Chicken Team of the Year. Chicken team of the year, but you also won the KCBS World Invitational. Um, wow, what else did you do out there? You won, I think you won the state contest. I think yeah. you finished second in Turkey Smoke this year. Um, fourth in Turkey Smoke this year. I thought it was second. Um, I've had your turkey. It's amazing. But ladies and gentlemen, we have with us David Dick from Ham Squad Barbecue. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. It's it's an honor. I've been listening to the podcast, um, and excited to excited to talk with you a little bit about my journey. <laughs> Absolutely, it's and it's been fun to watch because you're a relatively young fella, especially in the world of barbecue, but also in life. I believe you're the ripe old age of thirty. Is that accurate? Thirty two. Thirty two. Yeah, getting old, I guess. Right. Yeah, you're uh, actually young enough to be Kim's son, which is pretty funny. <laughs> pretty funny. Um, but you also, um, I, I have the uh, esteemed privilege of being in a lot of contests that you're at. and But you also are one of the only people I know that get to tackle competition barbecue from every angle. You're... A competitor, you compete on in the backyard program, but you also have helped out teams in the pro circuit as well. You are also a judge. You are also a, I believe you're an event coordinator. Yeah, you've put on events, and if I'm not mistaken, you're on the verge of being a rep or getting ready to be. Or I was. Um, so I think you, it, it was interesting because you know I didn't know you very well. Um, a couple of years ago, um, but I was at a contest that you were at in North Carolina, and I was shadowing to be a rep at. Um, there was the the shootout they had in um, uh, Ra- uh, outside of Raleigh, in like Zebulon, oh. North Carolina. Oh, the donkey farm. Yep, there were like thirty five teams in a muddy field that you couldn't even put your hand between the trailers; they were so tight together. Um, but yeah, I came down there and I was shadowing to rep and. Um, 
after that kind of heard from um, the KCBS organization that they had some um, some rules, I guess, as far as how many contests you had to be and you had to be a master judge already. And um, I'm not a, quite a master judge yet, but yes, I, I am a, a, a organizer, a, a judge, a table captain, which kind of li- lies in there with the, the judge category and a cook team. So yeah, definitely get to see KCBS competition barbecue in general um, from all sides. It's it's really cool. That's pretty neat. But let's talk. Wow, wow, that's exciting. You had an exciting year in 2022 behind the grill, uh, behind the smoker, and you've talk about your journey and talk about. I mean, you've gone some great places this year. Oh, it was it was a blast. Um, I I. A little bit about where I started competition. Um, I used to live in Williamsburg, Virginia, and those of you that are from Virginia probably knew about the picking and pulling competition in Lenexa. And I was just looking at scores uh, from that over the years and the number of teams that kind of blows my mind that they had 40 to 45 teams every year at that contest where, you know, we kind of struggle to get teams, uh, in those numbers around here anymore. But um, I digress from that. We, I just, I did a uh, backyard competition that was ribs and pork in like 2015, tried it out, got a call. I thought it was really cool, but then never really like got invested in it. Um, And then I moved out to Southwest Virginia and I was walking through the halls and I was in the IT office and at a community college that I worked at. And one of the guys had a KCVS sticker on his desk, like on his cubicle thing. And uh, I was like, what's, isn't that the barbecue thing? And he's like, yeah, I'm a judge. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So then I took a judging class down in Grillbillies in Raleigh. And um, uh, my buddy Todd and I drove all around the mid mid Atlantic and judged competitions for a couple months. And then, we were looking around and we we're like, man, we're driving four or five, six hours to judge these competitions. Wouldn't it be cool if there was one near us? And um, him and I put <laughs> together the zombie Q competition in October of uh, 2019. We had, uh, I think, 20 pro teams. And it was kind of the start of, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say the start of Backyard in the Mid-Atlantic, but the start of a very tight-knit group of us that um, compete Backyard Um we call us call ourselves the Border Brothers uh, for West Virginia and Virginia, and um, yeah, so Zombie Q took off, and then um, I had some things happen personally in my life, and I had some free time, so I started competing in 2020, um, which was you know COVID year, so there was you know I, I think I had five or six competitions in, and then last year I did a lot, and then this year, this year was a lot of competitions, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, I started in Urbana. Uh, which is close to my house. And I, I I had this idea that I wasn't going to do as many competitions as I did last year. And I'm sure, Luke, you know how that is. <laughs> you kind of say, oh, man, I went too hard last year. I'm not going to do quite as many. Well, I did the first day of Urbana, and I had signed up to do the first day and judge the second day. I kind of wanted to do a mixture. And I regretted it once I saw everybody getting prepped for it. And I tried to get in for the second day and they said, no, we need judges. I said, all right, that's fine. So I, I cooked Urbana the first day. I got a, I got a third place chicken and like a fifth place pork um, ribs. We won't talk about that was, a, that was an interesting <laughs> situation. And then, and then I started competing more and more. And then I just was like, you know what? I'm doing really well. 
I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna try to go some cool places. So I obviously did most of the competitions in the mid Atlantic, but then um the weekend of uh grilling and chilling in the glades, which is down in Wise, if you haven't been to that contest, it is a magnificent contest for Master Series teams. They don't have the room for backyard. Greg is one of the best organizers ever. And um that weekend I decided to drive out to Illinois and Missouri and meet some of the Midwest guys and uh been down to um, North Carolina, New Jersey, um, did a contest in Alabama, um, two contests in Alabama. And yeah, I've, I've kind of been all over just chasing points and trying to um, see where I can end up the season. So I think it ended up paying off for sure. This podcast is brought to you by BarbecueData.com. BarbecueData.com is your one-stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data. Historical data, calls, wins, placements, everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to BarbecueData.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word, all capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, PITPOD. So check your team scores, check on others, and do it all on BarbecueData.com. You brought up a bunch of good things there. Um, I tried to make some notes, but I failed. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? So, so what's the next step? Is so, is there <laughs> is there pro cooking in your future? Yeah, so there there is pro cooking in my future. Um, it, it'll be phased in this year, I think. Um, one of my big things is um, I really enjoy. I think I did 20 between 20 and 25 contests this year. And I really enjoy being able to do that. Um, as a pro cook or a master series cook, there is a lot more cost involved. However, there is more payout involved. We all know that. Um, but it's easier to plan uh, for a season where you are not taking into account winnings, you know, um, you know, yes, I could do 20 to 25 contests if I in Master Series if I keep winning. But if I don't keep winning, I can't do 20 to 25. So um, I definitely want to play around in it. I'm, I am I plan on doing a few backyard cooks in uh, January down in Florida. I'm going to go down there for a couple weeks. I, I work from home, so the, the flexibility <laughs> of, of being able to take my camper to the beautiful state of Florida and swim with the manatees. Uh, that's what I will be doing while you guys are freezing your butts off up here. Um, but, uh, I, I'm, I have a lot of ideas on my plate for this coming year. Um, I plan on working with another master series team, uh, teaming up and, and possibly, um, joining forces with the skills that I've learned in backyard and the skills that they have in, in the big meets. Um, I'm running a contest in Williamsburg called uh, the Revolutionary Barbecue uh, Brawl uh, in April. That's going to be really exciting. Uh, Zombie Q still on the docket, uh, probably for later in the year. Um, again, like you mentioned, my different roles within KCBS. I am um, running for the Mid-Atlantic Barbecue Association has its own um, organization, a social club uh, that that. Uh, has point systems and uh, events throughout the year. Uh, I'm running for board of directors for that to see if we can uh, 
enhance the the uh, experience for cook teams, judges, reps, organizers, everybody in the the region. And um, I also tossed my hat in for the KCBS board of directors. I I feel like my uh, skill set in education and technology and um, my experience in, like you said earlier, all those aspects of KCBS could could prove beneficial to um, the board. So um, I know they're they're pushing a lot of the uh, continuing education. Um, I have uh, one of the things that it, once you see the ballot for KCBS, you'll see is uh, a short term goal of mine is to create an organizer area where organizers around the country can um, discuss what works and what doesn't work as an organizer, not mm -hmm. officially from KCBF, but I don't have power. What are some good generator companies? What's a good insurance company? Where's good places to get trophies? What are, uh, what do you do for gift bags for teams? Just anything Kate contest related so that a new organizer has somewhere to start from that is not necessarily black and white like KCBS is because KCBS has to be black and white as far as the, the rules and the regulations, but some of the other things, it would be nice to crowdsource what organizers are doing that works in different areas of the country. So that's going to be somewhat of my platform for um, my my run for KCBS board, and and we'll see how it goes. Wow! So you're going from <laughs> cook, judge, organizer, table captain, potential board member. That's just a. But it also <laughs> speaks to how much you love this hobby and and how much time you dedicate to it. Absolutely. What so? I, this question is, I think, a great one. In that, when you go to a contest as a cook, what bothers you the most that other organizers don't do when you go as a as a cook? <laughs> that other organizers don't do. So, like, yeah. So it's funny because I I can look at it from the organizer view, and I can also look at it from the cook view, but I think one of the biggest things is the lack of transparency. And I think we see that in pretty much all aspects of our lives. It's not a barbecue thing. It's a, it's the lack of communication and transparency that some organizers don't share, you know, um, if there's judges certified judges for master and backyard just be honest just that's one of the things that i hear from cook teams a lot as an organizer is they like how transparent i am even if it's things that they don't like i tell them i say hey there's a that five thousand dollar payout at my contest and if i get 20 teams it'll be six thousand but if i don't it's five thousand and um the other thing that kind of bothers me is 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 paper certificates i get I get it. I do. I I get it to some aspect. However, one of the organizers that I love in the Mid-Atlantic, and I am going to call her out because I do love her and she's doing something right with paper certificates, is she's framing them up. That's all we're asking. Just a little bit of a... Because those paper certificates, once they get into my truck, they're gone. They're, something's <laughs> happening to them. Jody, uh, Jody Light from Almost Heaven, and um, she has run some rib contests and some other contests. She she does do the paper certificates. I'm not that's not against her, but she does at least frame them up. And I really appreciate that because it's just it's taking the extra 30 seconds or a minute and a dollar per certificate to make it take it from a one to like an eight. 
to me. You know, it's it's that little bit. And I think um, I think organizers need to take into account who's going to be there. It's not just the judges. It's not just the teams. It's not just the public. It's all those things and how you can somehow make a successful event with all of those things. That's pretty cool. On the other side, I would ask, what are some of the best things that that teams that teams do that really help you out as an organizer? Oh man. Um number one, and I think I mentioned this to you when we were both at the Royal. I was running boxes for the cookout coach. You were next to us. Um, I was hiding in your jambo and <laughs> Rod Gray, our new CEO of KCPS, yeah. he published in the bullsheet. Um, uh, I, I don't know if it's an editorial or a, uh, a note or something about we need cook teams to register for contests early because there's a ripple effect, a domino effect to that, that I think a lot of people don't realize. And I think this is one of the aspects that, talking to teams as a organizer, as a judge um, and, and vice versa within all those roles. It's, it's really interesting because it opens a lot of people's eyes um, is if you don't sign up for a contest, that contest might not happen. We all know that because the, the contest needs that money to have payouts that they guarantee 30 minute 30 days ahead of time to KCBS. But if you sign up for a contest a week before the contest, you got to remember that you might not be the only team that signed up a week before the contest. And if a, if a contest says, Hey, we can't accept teams a week before the contest, there's a reason for that. It's because if 10 teams sign up the week before the contest, that organizer now needs to bring in judges to judge those 10 teams. They don't just have judges sitting around. So then when they have to bring in those judges that they already told weren't coming to an event, they now might not be available. Now you have people off the street judging which we all hate, right? But that's really who is the root of that problem. It's the lack of teams signing up in an appropriate manner. And I get, I mean, I'm a cook team. I know it's difficult to sign up for contests too far ahead of time, but that is one of the things that I I would say that I love when teams sign up ahead of time or at least reserve a spot and communicate. Um, the other thing I like is I run a lot of doubles, um, I like when you sign up for both days of a double. It makes my life a lot easier. Um, <laughs> moving people in and out. And and, and um, those of you that are coming to the Williamsburg contest, um, we actually have a separate place for one-day teams. It's not you know further away or anything like that, but it's just going to be so much easier to move people in and out You know, with a public event and everything. It's, it's difficult for a double. Um, but yeah, I, I would say those are my two things is, is signing up early or at least communicating um, and, uh, and and doing, doing both days of a double if you can. <laughs> Those are both great um, yeah. examples. So you've got a lot of things going on in 2023. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited though. Um, you know, I, ha- I have a lot of backyard contests that are kind of just, either close or, you know, I, I know the, the stipulation that if you cook a certain number of master series, you can't cook backyard. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of trying to plan that out accordingly because, you know, I'm not one of the people that's going to say, Oh, I'm going to do three 
and then I'm going to go to the backyard the rest of the season. I'm going to just play it by ear. Um, if I win a GC with this other person that I'm, I'm thinking of teaming up with, that's how it goes. You know, that's, that's the next step. I take everything in stride. I'm not going to, you know, change how I do competition barbecue. I'm going to continue to be a judge and organizer and hopefully, you know, you know, board member and um, continue, you know, speaking highly and, and promoting the sport and growing it. That's great, man. That's great. And wow. I just want to commend you again on a fantastic 2022. Uh, Yeah, it was fun. It was, it was really cool um, going to some really cool places. Um, Chasing points was, was a lot of fun, Um, especially um, I think you were, you were there when I won, um, I, I swept the contest in Maryland. I, I got first yep. in first in ribs and GC'd it. And that put me kind of securely at number one in chicken. And like far enough where every day, three times a day, I counted points to see how many people had to be at a <laughs> contest that that other team went to. Uh, it was a team from the Midwest area and every contest. It, it's, it's interesting because a lot of organizers don't post their team list. A lot of them do, um, but that was a little bit stressful as a team because I kept trying to go on Facebook and go on their website and see how many teams they had and do I need to get a flight to Kansas City to cook the last weekend of the year. And I was like, <laughs> I did everything I could. So uh, it was a lot of fun. That's great, man. Well, I wish you all kinds of luck in your upcoming elections and and your upcoming contests that are coming um, it was also, you mentioned that we were next to each other at the Royal and, uh, as a first timer, first time being out there, I'd be interested in just your overall thoughts on that, on the American it, Royal. It was cool. It was, it was really cool. So again, Steve Dotson from DQ'd Barbecue invited me out to, um, carry his boxes. He had invited me out when he qualified in April, I think. And then I was chasing turkey points, as you mentioned earlier. And I talked to Beth, who's the turkey lady, or we call her the turkey lady. I don't know if she likes that or not. Um, <laughs> and I said, hey, you think you can get me in to cook the tur- just turkey at the Royal? And she goes, sure, absolutely. And I don't think she really could could make that decision. So she pulled <laughs> some strings, and she got me in to cook turkey at the Royal. So I flew out to Kansas City to cook turkey and, and got there. But... The sheer, you know, going through that tunnel underneath the turn and coming out and seeing all the flags that you normally see was really cool. But seeing it for like what felt like half a mile drive was even cooler. You know, like seeing teams from, you know, I think that that main row that you came that you come in on had a lot of the teams on the right on the other side of the fence and then the left side. Uh, most of that towards where we were at the end were the international teams. So you saw gorillas in the mist. You saw the Costa Rican team. You saw samurai barbecue from Japan with like samurai swords on their tables. And it was just so cool. And it was so fun to talk to people. And you got to see the shed who was just doing MBN in the open and Turkey. And you got to see, you know, these people that you've seen on TV, like, um, you know, Puffy, and I saw Big Papa Smokers, and um, all these. It was just really, really cool. And then I think my favorite part of it, though, 
was being at the awards and hearing so many names of people that I've met and, and just not even, it wasn't even like, you know, when I was, you know, DQ'd got a call on ribs, but you know, you guys got, I think a perfect score in dessert and uh, Muttley crew won ribs one day and um, teams from the Midwest that I've met smoking ghosts. You know, these these guys getting called from all over the country. And it was it was cool because in the Midwest or in the Mid-Atlantic, you know, everybody. But at the Royal, you're just a you're just a, a number in this 500 <laughs> field. But to hear so many familiar names, it's really it, it's 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 validating to that the cooking you're doing is competitive, not only nationwide, but worldwide. It's really cool. Yeah, and it's there's no other award ceremony like the royal. I mean, no. it's just just the roars and the screams, and you know, it, it is. It's my favorite barbecue event in the world. I just yeah, it was it was very very cool. Um, it was a little chilly this year, but it was good. It was a lot of fun. I I mean, I'll I I plan on being back. Um, that's that's one of the reasons that I am gonna cook master series a little bit and and see where i go with that and and i'm really excited for the opportunity to cook with one of my buddies just because my biggest concern going to master series is that jump in uh cost meat and stress it's not it's not just the cost of the food or the cost of the entry it's that extra level of stress and i think doing it with somebody that enjoys it as much as you and you can kind of split some of that stuff it it kind of kind of makes it feel a little bit more comfortable taking that step absolutely absolutely yeah. well dave thank you very much for your time tell people where they can find you online absolutely um ham squad bbq va is i guess our universal tag for instagram and uh facebook um we like I said, we have um, a few contests. If you don't mind me doing a shameless plug, of uh, Williamsburg, Virginia is the Revolutionary Barbecue Brawl. It is on our website, hamsquadbbq.com. Uh, um, it has um, our contest. is It's a double. We're giving away muskets for our GC trophy. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, I don't very know. cool. Um, and uh, and then we also have a, a certified uh, barbecue judge and table captain class in Virginia in uh, February. So I'll give a little bit of plug for that. But yeah, um, check us out on Facebook. And um, the the benefit of following us is I, I try to live stream a majority of the Mid Atlantic events I go to. So <laughs> at least if you don't if you don't like me, you'll at least be able to see the rest of the the folks uh, at the awards <laughs> in Mid Atlantic. Great, Dave. Well, thank you for being on, and we'll probably check in with you from time to time and see how all of your projects are going. All right. Sounds good, Luke. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and share it out with all your friends. Also, be sure to check out the old Virginia smoke YouTube channel as well. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedenka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2022. Old Virginia, Old Virginia Smoke.